Welcome back, football fans. You have once again reached Pay Dirt. I'm your host, Brandon Harry, a.k.a. B-Dirt, with your host, Pay Saunders. Pay, what's good? You know what's good, man. It's Week 18. We got playoff football to talk about, and nothing is bigger than when it's championship stakes online. That is true. That is true. But I would like to take a brief moment moment of silence here sadness for all of you betters out there in podcast land the Iowa Hawkeyes under is officially over for the year the betting window has closed we want to thank them again what a marvelous ride it has been how do you pull it off over under 35 and a half in your bowl game against the rookie quarterback of his first start and you lose Drum roll. <laughs> 35 nothing. Coming through a half point under. What'd you think about it, Pay? I love the hook when it comes to betting. Ooh. I don't love it. I don't love it in the Chicago sense, but I love the hook when it comes to betting. It is so glorious. And it it it's poetic justice in a way. It's been coming under all season. And it it and it just Oh, I was right there. It was right there. You know. You know what? We got you one last time. Here you go. Another under. It's one of those things where, you know, you start getting tight about like, ooh, mm-hmm. they got thirty-five. They might get this over. You know, one of these teams score. Yep. It's definitely going over here. Uh, and then I started feeling bad. I start. Hey, I had guilt. I had betters guilt. Like, why would I be upset about this going over? I have won it all year. Just let it ride. Let just. It's okay if you lose one, but no, no, they came through for me again. They can't not thank the Iowa Hawkeyes enough. Unders all day. Uh, we need them. We need them. We scratched a claw, got almost to 500. Uh, we needed a few more points scored in some games, but we were seven and eight on the, uh, on, on the week. So not a, not a catastrophic week, but not the bounce back week we were looking for. And uh, again, we're sitting in probably in the same uh, situation we were last week, where I only have a handful of things I'm really looking uh, looking at. We'll see if you can talk me into a couple, but uh, but man, I'm expecting you to come with it because you're pretty hyped up for this week. And uh, the hook, we'll start off with the hook in that CFP game. Washington versus Michigan. Michigan, four and a half point favorites right now. 55 and a half is the over under. Um, you know, the recap of those two games, those teams look exactly how I thought they would look. Michigan looked very physical. Um, I thought they dominated the line of scrimmage. And uh, unfortunately for Bama, Bama had, a you know, some bad snaps at center seemed to, to hamper Milrose's ability to to really shine in that game. But uh, Washington, on the other hand, I mean, that looked like whoever had the ball last was going to win at one point Mm -hmm. in time. Um, uh, Penix Jr. has played his best football of the season, I think, his past couple weeks, uh, which is awesome and and shows the maturity level of a six-year senior. um, and, and, And really, and you know, it's one to know against Michigan. 
in a game that he uh, attempted 60 passes. So we've seen him before. It was years ago. It was like 2019 or 20. Um, it was pandemic year, maybe. I don't remember. So um, we're looking at that game. How do you see it playing out? Over under the amount of pandemic years Penix has of eligibility or the amount of passes, passing attempts that he puts up in a season. He's been in school for a long time. <laughs> Still a year less than Bo Nick. <laughs> um, so look, for this game, it, it, it is a, you know, how they say in boxing, styles make fights, right? Um, this game is, you can call it either way. Washington is going to try to go over you, and Michigan's going to, going to try to go through you. It is one of those. It is it is very hard to call. It's, it's really just how how what flavor ice ice cream you like. Um, with that said, I can't. I, it's really hard for me to take either one on that on that spread. Four and a half is is I can make the argument for either side going each way. I can I can make an argument for Michigan not being able to win by four and a, by five points. I can make it. You know, it's gonna be a close game. They they bludgeon you to death. Washington, on the other hand, you know they can score. Can they score against Michigan? I mean, that four and a half looks kind of good on their side as well. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But one thing I do, I am I am very curious about the total. DraftKings has a total of 55 and a half. Mm-hmm. Based on what I've seen out of Michigan most of this season, and based on what I've seen in Washington most of this season, I got to believe that Michigan will, um, will impose their will on this game more than Washington could. So this game look would probably be a little more in their favor, a little more slower pace, a little more low scoring. I would more so be more confident putting the money on the total, on the under. Ooh. I mean, you think of Bama also a very physical run first team. And in their game they put up 47. So you're talking about another nine points. Uh, to get that over, I don't know. I, I could make an argument on both sides of that. I'll tell you what I do like, though. <laughs> this is an emotional hedge for me, man. This is an emotional hedge bet for me. This is one unit on Washington. Give me the four and a half in the hook. I hope that Michigan wins by three, and I win both sides of that. <laughs> I'll probably need some heart medication if they only win by three. Uh, that, that Bama game in overtime really did a number on me last week. Um, but I'm off on Tuesday. I'll be able to recover from whatever it is. I took a, a, a PTO day on Tuesday. This is going to be a big one for me. Uh, but I think it's an emotional hedge bed for me. And th- You know, I, I really like the way this is going to be a really interesting game. Um, for Michigan defensively, uh, they've been putting pressure on the ball all year. And Will Johnson, uh, a cornerback, against Alabama, played uh, 33 snaps in man coverage, was targeted twice, zero completions. He's been playing defensive back at an extraordinarily high level. Uh, Mikey Sanders still is the, you know, the our fifth-year senior, sixth-year senior maybe, I don't know, our, uh, our senior, COVID senior, uh, who was went from wide receiver to defensive back Plays that slot, also rolls over, man. Um, and and you, he's gotten a lot more, I think, of the publicity because he makes the bigger hits. 
um, and, and just his story is kind of cool. Those two are really good, really good corners. It'll be interesting because Washington's three receivers deep, and they're really good receivers. There's one of them I wish that, uh, I'm rooting for my Bengals to pick up uh, in the draft, but that's another story. Um, but it's going to be interesting the way how how those guys match up. Can we get pressure on Penix without having to send the house? I I, I think that Michigan's also with uh, uh um they they've shown the the willingness to send the house if they need to. They're not just going to let you sit back there and try to cook them. They're willing to send extra blitzers. Um, send Barrett from the linebacker position, um, Junior Colston occasionally. They rotate in about seven, eight deep on that defensive line to keep pressure on you. So it's going to be interesting. I give the physical, uh, like that front seven matchup, I give to Michigan. Um, probably on both sides of the ball. Uh, but wide receiver versus defensive back is where I think Washington can make that big splash. Can we go? Can Michigan roll three deep against them? Uh oh! Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. We don't. We don't hit him with the R two D two on this show. We're not mean like that. All right. So I've got one question concerning this game. Whose offensive line has shown to be better throughout the season? Alabama or Washington's? Probably Washington. Extremely Washington. Alabama's biggest concern coming into the season and throughout the season was quarterback youth and offensive line protection schemes. I think they got exposed by Michigan. Uh, and it, it, it's just like I said, it's been their Achilles heel pretty much all season. Michigan took advantage of it. I don't think Michigan will be able to bully Washington's offensive line the same way. So, with that being said, it can be a slow, a more pace friendly game for Michigan, but I do not see them being able to, do, you know, run away with this. I don't see Washington be able to, to be able to, you know, light the scoreboard up either. It's got to, it's going to be more, more pace friendly, more, more of what do you call a uh, barn burner, if you will. Yeah. yeah and uh, I give a slight nod in the coordinators on this game to Michigan as well. Jesse Minter, um, I mean, you're seeing it. I mean, he's bringing that Ravens defense. They swapped guys on from the Ravens to the Wolverines there uh, last year. So I, I feel like that's kind of the the style and mentality they play, very physical. So, And, and then, you know, the Sharon Moore uh, has done a really good job as an offensive coordinator. So I give it a slight advantage, but I agree with you. Like, that's the reason why I'm looking at that four and a half. You know, four – that's a that that four and a half that hook. I don't think it's inconsequential right now, um, but it'll be interesting to see as the uh, the week progresses into the weekend. Keep an eye on where the money is and what that line does. But uh, 
yeah, it's good. It's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one. I think um, with everything that was made of the games and said and whatever, I think they did a pretty good job getting getting the right four teams. And I think Florida State probably should have been out. It's unfortunate. I get the argument for it, but I'm good with it. All right. Well, hey, man, that's a long time on a college football game, but uh, it's a big one. So we wanted to make sure we gave it its just due. We're going to take a quick break right now, pay some bills. Go ahead. If you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you eat podcasts, go ahead, subscribe and share us with a friend. Tell that friend to share us with a friend. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, that like, and uh, hit that bell and share us with one of your friends and or colleagues that you know is going down this rabbit hole for the NFL playoffs with us. And we'll be right back in one momento. All right, welcome back, football fans. College football playoff discussion is done. And now my boy Pay and myself are going to bring you the NFL ticket. And uh, it's an interesting one. It's kind of like uh, kind of like uh, you got to watch uh, these college bowl games. Who's opting out this week? Who's setting people? Who's starting people? Ah, I'm confused, man. Steelers at the Ravens. Ravens are four-point mm. home dogs. Doesn't happen very often. Mm. Steelers must win. Ravens does not matter. Now, I've heard some rumblings because uh, two years ago, the Ravens sat all their players and they, they came out a little rusty in their playoff game and lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard some rumblings they may get some time in there. Have you heard anything on that one, Pay? Oh, you've been looking at my notes, B. <laughs> let me ask. Let me let me put this out there. I know Baltimore clinched. They did all what they were supposed to do. They they made the naysayers eat crow. But I'm do on. you think Baltimore? <laughs> do you think Baltimore strikes you as the type of team that's going to lay down? No, sir. That type of that type of team. No, they don't lay down for anything. Need I remind you, as you, I don't even have to talk about that playoff game two, a couple of years back. You already brought that up. But need I remind you, who has the record for the longest winning streak in preseason? Baltimore Ravens. That is right. Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, they want to win everything from the coach on down to the last man. It is a win the game in front of you mentality coming out of that locker room. And, that, and guess what? They already lost one game to Pittsburgh, and that is a rival. They are out for blood. Now, I'm not saying they're going to play all their guys because that would be kind of foolhardy. But I am saying this. I haven't trusted a Pittsburgh quarterback since Slash. You think I, you want me to trust Mason? Well, Tyler Huntley versus Mason Rudolph, who do you give the – the edge too because only one of those two have made a pro bowl hey that's exactly where i'm laying the edge i'm laying the edge with the better quarterback room shout out to the homies with that said as you know baltimore probably they probably won't win the game outright but four laying four i don't trust i don't trust pittsburgh to 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 win by four and a game is going to be physical and the game that they have to win you know what I mean? Baltimore, they won't sit their guys the whole game. 
They probably won't play the second half. Probably don't even play the full first half. But a tone will be set. I promise you that. They were not come out in street clothes for a whole game. Their tone will be set. They will come out there and at least let the Pittsburgh Steelers know. They got to feel you. They got to feel us first. And there's going to be physicalness. And I expect this to be a regular AFC North game. Physical and down to the wire. For that being said, I'm taking Baltimore in the points. Plus four. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and, and you know, when you're looking at their um, depth chart right now, a lot of their questions, questionables, are their backups. So some of those starters are going to have to play, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the defensive side. I, I do expect Kyle Hamilton to rest. You know, he's been dealing with that MCL uh, tear sprain uh, off and on all year. So I expect him to rest. But Geno Stone's played well at safety, and I think those guys are all flexible and can move around. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree with you, man. I like the the Ravens plus four here because I also don't see it being a high-scoring game. I think those are going to try and take the air out of the ball and just get to the end of this game. So, and Tyler Huntley's a a dual-threat quarterback as well. They run the same offense. They don't change anything uh, with him him going in and out. So, I could see this being a 17-14 game, a 20 to. 17 game uh, uh, a 16 to 14 like a weird number in there um, origami so I, I think I think it's going to be somewhere in that that pack too so I like that what else you see on this uh, on this slate that you have an eye for alright so it is week 18 we got a lot of pseudo playoff games the next one we already talked about the the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to backdoor their way into the playoffs. Someplace they don't need to be. They need to be trying to tear some things down. But topic for another show. I digressed. <laughs> We've got an actual playoff game in week 18. The AFC South is up for grabs. Houston and the Colts. I don't know if you're aware of this, but no one wants to win the AFC or NFC South, evidently. They're nope. all trying to give it away. Yep, they don't. They, they are tr- all of them are trying to uh, draft a quarterback, but no one knows how to lose effectively enough to get there. They just keep falling face first into the thing they don't want to do, which is which describes both di- uh, divisions perfectly. No one can do what they need to do to get it done. Mm-mm. Going all the way back to thirty-five and three. All right, but with this game, it is a playoff game. They both both teams are tied at nine and seven. Uh, the Colts have the tiebreaker right now. They're in the last playoff spot. Houston's right underneath them at number eight. Houston is the favorite in this game, minus one, which is which basically makes this a pick 'em. It's a pick 'em game. And everything I've seen this season tells me Houston's a better team. Even without Tank Dale, even with the banged up Nico, I still believe Houston's a better team. They have a better defense. They have a better uh, running game, even with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's been largely underwhelming for a long time now. Uh, I feel more confident putting my money with Houston to win this game outright. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it a little more definitively than you have. I feel like Houston's gonna control this game from start to finish, and I think D'Amico Ryan sews up the coach of the year, and I think you also have your NFL. Uh, 
uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year coming out of this mm-hmm. game uh, with C.J. Stroud. And I just trust C.J. Stroud much more than I do uh, Gunnar Menchu at this point in time. So <laughs> I'm with you a thousand percent. I got I got Texans are top of my list. It's a multiple uh, unit bet for me. Multiple. Is it yep. more than two or under five? Uh, it's teetering. It's here to be continued. Okay. All right. All continued. right. Now the good the good news is this is a Saturday at eight eighteen after the Steelers Ravens game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna know probably later in that Ravens game if I'm maybe if I'm up one on that one maybe I I just roll it into that make it a three instead of a two. Nice. All right. So let's move into Sunday. What's got your app? What's the, what's the apple of your eye coming Sunday? I'll tell you what, bounce back game for me. Uh, after all the controversy, all the, uh, the the things going on up in your NFC North realm, you've got the Lions playing the Vikings at home. Um, there could be they need to win. They're not going to know at that point in time if they have the the pleasure of of losing that game and staying in their they're in the playoffs. They won the division kind of thing, but they're not, you don't know how it's going to shift. Um, so I think they're going to go ahead and try to get that higher seed. And I yeah. think they're mad. I think they're mad. The team plays angry. When they play angry, they play well. Mm-hmm. The, Viking, uh, the Vikings have been all over the board um, trying to start anybody at quarterback that they think might be able to strike magic for a game. I think they're going to have too many turnovers. The Lions play better at home. Um, minus three and a half, I think they cover. Oh, I think that's an easy bet. I want to make that a best bet. That uh, the the Vikings are pretty much looking forward to the future. They're looking towards the future. They have nothing else to play for. Oh, let's take that back. They have a three percent chance of making the playoffs. They need like seventeen things to break their way to make the playoffs. In addition to winning this game, which, as we saw two weeks ago, they can't do. I. I think Detroit wins this game easily. They have to they have to impress as if the NFL had a playoff committee, they have to impress. They have to if they if they want to get that number 2 seed and play a and play a surprise team in the first round in the wild card round, they got to go out and handle business. I think three and a half is too low. I think they win this game going away multiple scores. Okay. I dig that one. I dig that one. I do have an boy game on Sunday. Oh. And it's my game. Yeah. Browns at the Bengals. Bengals are seven-point favorites. I get the Browns have nothing to, to really fight for here, and they're probably going to sit most of their guys. Um, but uh, the Bengals have a lot of guys dinged up that I think you're going to see sit. So – uh, Jamar Chase is, uh, you know, playing with a separate AC joint. I don't know if he'll play. T. Higgins is going into a contract year, nursing a hamstring. I don't see that why he would play. Um, you know, I, I, I really don't know how much. I think maybe you're going to see some of the younger guys from um, Cincinnati with a, ch- a chance to prove it here. You're going to see more Chase Brown, less Joe Mixon. I think you're going to see some Yoshi Vosh. I think you're going to see some Charlie Jones. I think you're going to see some names that the general public out there does not know who I'm talking about. And for good reason. So for that reason, man, I I expect this one to be low scoring, not too exciting. 
Um, I'm staying away from him. I didn't even think about that game. To be honest, that is a game I will stay away from as well. It's too much unknown, and we hate unknown when we're putting our money on it. So I agree. Unknown variables are not where you want your money. No, 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 no. But there is another game in which I was underlined as avoid, and that is an NFC East matchup. Philadelphia has looked underwhelming. They're the most underwhelming 11-win team I've ever seen. Um, They got the Giants this week. Two weeks ago, they played the Giants. I think they were a 13-point favorite. Something like that. That was a large spread. And the Giant at no point was Philly looking like they can cover that. And I told you that I don't trust it. Philly in that large number. I don't trust it. I'd rather take Philly to win outright, but they're, they're not covering that number. And New York, New York had a had an opportunity to win that game late. That's how that's how underwhelming Philly has played. I don't like their body language. I don't like yeah. their schematics. Uh Jalen Hurts, it looks like he's having a I don't want to say regressed. I'm just saying he's having an underwhelming season. And not a not a great season for someone who we who we thought a top three quarterback coming into the season, maybe. Um, I, not, I picked him to actually regress this year. I actually picked the Eagles to finish third in the division, but yes, that's no, true. No you one did. else in the division wants to win, so <laughs> that's true. This week, they got Philly five point favorites against New York. Um, Devontae, I can't trust. I don't him. think he's going to play either. He got he got uh, what high ankle sprain. I thought he was in a yep. boot this week. And that's another reason I can't trust. I can't trust Philly. I can't trust this game. The Giants, even though they've been they've been looking better lately, they're still the Giants. Dayball does some things that's listen. I want to go down there and yank him by his collar. Hey, bro, you know I got money on this, right? Stop playing. So I can't trust neither one of these teams. Pass. Speaking of teams you can't trust, the Broncos are playing at the Raiders. The Raiders are minus three. The over-under is 38. I don't know what to think of this one. Mm. These are two of the most puzzling uh, franchises in the NFL to me right now. I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts on it because I can't make heads or tails. So, Denver, I mean, not Denver, but Vegas being at home, they they have the mojo. They at least have that. Yeah. They've they've got something with O'Connell. I mean, they haven't. I think they're they fighting for their them. coach too. I think they want Antonio Pierce to stay, and that's a great reason. That's a great reason to go out there and, and be professional. The the Denver Broncos they have been unprofessional for the last two weeks. They it, it, it got out that they want Russell to they want to bench Russell not for performance but for money, and. Some of it is against the CBA. Again, unprofessional. Uh, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of turmoil. I can't see. I can't see Denver winning this game. I can't see Denver. You, an ownership that just paid six billion dollars for him said, "Russ, we can't give you that money." Yeah. Yeah. You know, after lar- after large purchases, you do tend to penny pinch after a while, or just for a little bit, just for a little bit. So. With this one, I can't I can't make any argument for Denver to to cover the three. 
I can see them losing by going out, getting laughed off the field. Jared Stidham as their quarterback? No. Um, but Vegas also, it looks like they have something going in Vegas. At least that. I would lean more into that, but not full of money. I would not. Yeah, I feel you. I, something about me wants to bet this game, wants to bet the Raiders. I was hoping that you you felt the same way and would talk me into it. It's more just a, just a mojo thing, like you're saying. Uh, body language sometimes is something I I pay attention to more than the X's and O's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of those games where I think the Raiders have the more physicality, the better body language, and uh, seem like they're playing more unified. But. Hey, let's take a quick break real quick. We'll break this up for everybody so we can get uh, get a couple bills paid. If you haven't shared this with a friend, now's the time to do so. We'll be right back in one moment. Welcome back, football fans. You have reached pay dirt. B-Dirt here with Pay Saunders, and we are wrapping up our coverage of the NFL Pick'em games here against the spread. And what are we looking at for the re- remainder so, of these games? I got one that you might you you might want to put this down as a best bet. Okay. New York Jets against the New England Patriots. Sounds like a wolf, right? Sounds woofy, right? It does. One word, weather. It is January, and it is in New York. It is supposed to snow. It is supposed to have 25 miles per hour winds. And these two teams are some of the worst offenses in the league. The first time they played, the total was 27. They combined for 27. Let me say that better. And now, and they didn't have a weather variable in that game. This game has a wet weather variable, a crappy weather variable. The over-under on DraftKings right now is 30 and a half. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking about it, B. I think this is I think this is almost cake. You're going under 30 and a half. I'm going under 30. I'm gonna give them the Iowa treatment. Under 30 and a half. It's the ghost of Iowa unders past. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, that's great. So we got Jets versus New England under 30 and a half. Yeah, those two teams are I my worry about that bet is would it would it get me to actually watch that game? Because I don't want to. Nope. <laughs> I watch the I score. Alright. So That's the same time as the Lions game. I'm watching the Lions game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. There, there, there's a there's a weird one out there. Chiefs are obviously going to be setting people, but they're playing the Chargers in LA, and they're uh, they're getting three and a half points. What an odd line there from uh, Mister Easton Stick still starting for the Chargers. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in SoFi. I don't even know why their season's continuing. That's the uh, that's the uh, everybody's in the portal. Yes, avoid that. Avoid that game. <laughs> we have we have professional football players in that game in the portal. So uh, yeah, we're going to avoid that. What about now, your Bears? You like your Bears and Packers yes. this weekend? 
Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I got big cheese, greater energy. I. It all ends this Sunday. It all ends. The nine-game losing streak for the Bears it comes to an end. They are beating those Packers. I don't have much to say about it. I'm putting two units on it. I'm Ooh. standing on it. So you got the Bears going in Lambeau as plus three and, and winning outright. We are ending their season. Second year in a row, the Packers come into week 18 needing to win and be in. And guess what? Second year in a row, they're going home with a frozen yellow tail coming down their cheek. It's not happening. The NFC North returns to the right, and the Bears are going to set things set things straight. No more lip out of Aaron Rodgers. He's talked enough this week. The Bears are winning. Two units. In fact, three units. Ooh, man. Uh, Pay has no love for the Packers. Ah, pun intended. I'll tell you what, I've I've not been enamored by this team. I think a lot of what uh, a lot of their passing yards have been fraudulent. Um, I know love over the past four weeks has looked really good, but since week eleven, the Bears are leading the league in turnovers. He's not going to be able to throw up those floppy discs. I can see this happening for you, man. I like that bet. Now, Aaron Jordan Love, excuse me. Jordan Love is a completely different quarterback with Christian Watson out there. Without Christian Watson, he looks pathetic. And I mean that with all the exclamation marks. Pathetic. He looks like a bottom bottom third of the league quarterback without Christian Watson. Christian Watson made him look amazing. Christian Watson, I don't think I don't think he's ready yet. Even if he plays, he's not going he's not going to be at 100%. And against our secondary, Again, as you said, since week 10, well, since week seven, a top five defensive unit. Our secondary is balling. Our linebackers are, you you can't get a ball over the linebackers. TJ Edwards, um, Sanford, and Tremaine Edmonds. They, we are all coming for the, we are ball hawks, all in the secondary. And Montez, Montez Sweat and the rest of them, they are coming out their quarterback. That has been a great midseason trade for the Bears. There's no path to the Packers winning this game. And if they just so happen to do, I'm going to I'm gonna be on a crazy rant live. Don't miss that. Oh, that is fantastic. I'll keep my eyes out for that. Now I might root for the Packers. Um, <laughs> the Sunday night game. Yes. We got a high stakes game. I think the NFL did it right. Moving this one around. We got Buffalo Bills going to Miami. Miami, three-point home dog, um, over under 49 and a half. Now, Miami got manhandled last week, physically dominated, beat up Bradley Chubb, injured. That puts three of their best four uh, defensive plays, players on the on the IR for the year. Damian Howard left on the stretcher, too. Yep. So, um, not, not good news for the Dolphins. Banged up a little bit at offensive line as well. Uh, but I, I expect them offensively to have a little bit of a bounce back here. I don't think you get to embarrass Tyreek and, and McDaniel and the boys offensively and hold them under 20 points uh, three games in a row. Buffalo Bills and Dolphins both have been kind of Jekyll and Hyde. 
Dolphins much better at home than away. Because of that, they really need this playoff game so they get this, you know, home field advantage sewed up. Um, Buffalo needs the win to get in. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come with everything they've got. I don't like the spread because of how inconsistent these two teams have been. But I like over 49 and a half. I don't I like think that this too. Is, I don't think this is below a 27-24 game in any way, shape, or form. I expect both these teams to hit 30, as a matter of fact. I think it's going to take mid to high 30s to win this game. Um, All right, B. So, I do... I agree with most of everything you said. Now, Buffalo is sitting in the sixth seed right now. They're 10 and 6. So, they can ostensibly lose this game and still make it still still get in based on, based on some other things that happen um now they'll know they'll know what's happening when they go into that game Sunday exactly night. exactly which is very important information to have they can't they can just they can take their foot off the pedal if it doesn't matter you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i feel like since the division is up for grabs They can go ahead. They need to go ahead and win this game. And I, I, I want to say this. I'm saying this with, with a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, you know, just don't don't take it don't take it too uh, don't take it don't, don't take it too lightly or whatever. I need Buffalo to win this win this division because it. it I need them to come out come in my future parlay. Oh, they, okay. They, okay, okay. They are holding. They are holding up my my payout. And I, I need them to go ahead and do it. You know, the smart thing in me would be for me to hedge this bet just so, just so I can go ahead and get that. And I think I will go ahead and do that. You know, scratch that out the show later. But regardless of that, Buffalo has been playing better since they let go of Ken Dorsey. They have. And you know what they've done? They've run the ball a lot. They've run. Even though James Cook is out there fumbling the ball left and right. They've ran. They've been a, a more consistent running the ball. James Cook is electric. He just can't hold on to the ball. And I don't think Miami has the horses to force them to throw the ball. Even though they can, they can put the ball in the air. I mean, don't don't think they can't. Buffalo, every, we all know Buffalo, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, they are Dal- Dalton Kincaid. They can do some things on, on that scoreboard. But I think as far as the total is concerned, over 49 and a half, I am a little weary on that just because I think Baltimore can come down there, not Baltimore, Buffalo can come down there, exert their will, and slow that game down. Just because of that. I want to come off that pedal a little bit, but I am very much confident that Buffalo wins this game outright. They are... The spread is three point favorites. Three point favorites. I'm. I got. I got Buffalo winning by three. If you. If anything tells. If. If you take their last meeting. If that matters anything to you, Buffalo scored forty eight points on them last time. It, it was. It was not close whatsoever. Um. Three point favorite. I think that's pretty much. I'm not gonna call it a best bet. I'm not gonna call it any pay cliche or money in the bank anything like that but I'm very good with that three 
I like Buffalo to cover the three. Very good. Very good. Anything else you see this week that uh, you want to mention? Or or is it time to tell the folks where they can go to catch your uh, possible meltdown if the Packers beat the Bears? Listen, if you want to see me pull my hair out live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Exeter, Exeter, Twitter, or whatever it's called, Threads even, you can find me at the Bear Claw pod we are there on we are there on tiktok at the bear claw pod we're there on facebook on youtube it's called the frustrated chicago sports fans we'll be circling the wagons win or lose we're going to be having a live show after this game because we got something to talk about we're going to either we're going to be celebrating club dub or it's going to be one of those you know David Tepper temper tantrums, or we're throwing throwing drinks on people. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be live, but yeah, find us find us any if you just want to hear the show audio version we're on any every plat- podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Amazon Music, all over the place, and all of the other aggregators that I mentioned earlier: YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. We're all we're all over. Check us out. Yeah, and uh, hey, Pater, good time to check us out right now if you're not a Bengals fan because we got AFC-centric, uh, I would call it, playoff coverage. But we're going to be talking about all the playoffs. Um, we even are, are, are dabbing into the um, the uh, CFP a little bit, giving a little behind closed doors on that. And then uh, we'll be covering a lot of stuff during the offseason uh, with multiple teams really getting into our division, but t- covering all the AFC and talking about needs and, and where you see people drafting and, and, and covering the draft going into that stuff as well. So really cool off season off season. Even if you're not a Bengals fan, it's going to be pretty good content. So come on over and see us there as always on Fridays, FFSN steel curtain network. We'll have the homies and the homies overtime. And, uh, I might actually be giving Big G some flowers this week. So, don't normally get to see that. So, come on over and check that out. But, uh, yeah. Same bad time, same bad channel. You catch us here every week. So, uh, get your bets in. Let's cast some checks this week. Get ready for these playoffs. And we'll catch you next week when we hit pay dirt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.